Hello, hello, all over the place audience. We are back and very excited today. Huge announcement, huge announcement. And Jim, Mr. Culver's in the house. Hello, JC. Hello, Eric. How you doing? Fan flip fantastic. I shared the good news with you yesterday. Yep. And I want to make sure you were here. Unfortunately, Marty's <laughs> not going to be able to join us again today. Busy life, our, our man known as Mr. Zamora. Very excited uh, to be announcing that we are still going to be recording here on Podbean. But we are now able to be accessed at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung Podcasts, and boom play and we're there's still a couple more i'm waiting to hear back and i believe it's deezer and who's the other one podcast addicts as well and so i'm, I'm very excited that we're going to be able to be heard in more places here Woo! i almost said heard in more places we're going to do that is what we're going to do but uh yeah i'm uh i'm you know, we're just growing I, and i i can barely contain the excitement so shout out to our producer christine on this one i mean and uh, just been amazing and i and uh with us now hello nick from vinyl record dude thanks for joining us again today how you doing i'm doing phenomenal i don't, I don't know uh, when you uh you uh jumped in did you hear all the new places where you can catch us now yeah that's great so yeah it's uh Ray just growing leaps and bounds and very excited about that. And also very excited that we have got Josh Fleming coming in today from Vandaliers. And I almost said the Vandaliers. And it's like, you aren't, you're not supposed to say the pretenders that that Christy Hine classic band, they're just pretenders. And this is just Vandaliers. So excited that Josh is going to be joining us today. Band's gearing up for some shows in Florida right now, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, uh, doing some tours and some shows up and down the east coast and hopefully staying uh, as warm as possible while back there because as, as we discussed on the last show uh, nick and i know cold whether it's ohio or pennsylvania so uh godspeed to anyone who is touring that part of the country right now where are any kind of weather that involves a toque i'm out <laughs> on this national pizza day and who, do you guys buy into this national whatever day it is or do you just go with it for any excuse to eat pizza <laughs> No, I think there's been so many made up holidays at this point that don't have any basis except to sell you things. I just don't bother. I, I, I go with I go with the same holidays that I celebrated 20 years ago and the internet ones are complete bunk. <laughs> I have an excuse to force my family to get pizza. That's the way I look at it. You know, and, and a professional Catholic that I am, I'm a great rationalizer. And, you know, any excuse to go get pizza. I'll, I'll, I'll ride the bike a couple extra miles. If you need an excuse to eat pizza, you're doing it wrong. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, become a thing at my house now that I always want pizza. Oh, boy. I see, I some Adam, no. I see it. Josh, are you with us? I'm, I'm here. Houston, oh, or whichever part of Texas, we have liftoff. Josh Fleming from Vandaliers, welcome to all over the place. What's up? So sorry that hey. I'm... I, I'm so sorry. Uh, hey, if you're not fashionably late, way too long I, to get onto your show. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm an umpire, and what what I like about our job is you can't start a game without us. So you know, great. sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. And I've, I've you know, being a uh, you're you're a Texan band, and I've got a question because I've been listening to you know music pretty much my entire life, and from beer drinkers and Hellraisers, ZZ Top, all the way through Whiskey Glass Eye and Haze a Drink with slobber bone, let the whiskey take the reins, let's get drunk and get it on, old 97s, and you guys too drunk to drink and bless your drunken heart. 
do you guys get kickbacks from the Texas liquor stores? And if not, uh, I'm, willing, I'm willing to sign a petition for you guys so that you can. We have a sponsor with Hop and Sting uh, Brewery. I guess that's the closest thing to a kickback we've ever gotten. Uh, I knew it. But I knew it, it. Yeah, it's been nice. Uh, they helped us with uh, getting on the road with Floggy Molly um, last year. And uh, they, they'll give us a pallet of beer anytime we ask. So that's kind of <laughs> nice. So, and, and going on the band with Floggy cheers. Molly, you, you, yeah, you, you, shout out going out for sure. And then going on the road with Floggy Molly, you, you definitely had to be keeping pace with the alcohol. Uh, yeah, yeah, to my detriment for sure. <laughs> well, livers can be replaced, can't they? I'm, I'm not a doctor, but you know, I have played one on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's up? How's it going? Well, well hey, you know, I, we, we've we been talking about uh, Joe, uh, Nick, and, I, and first I'd like to introduce you to Nick as our, one of our guest co-hosts. He's from uh, Local Records for Vinyl Record Dude, and Jim Culver, my, one of cool. my co-hosts. And uh, we're very excited to have you in, uh, Nick, uh, uh, and I have uh, big fans, and we, we caught you guys at the uh, end of year show uh, with uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, the New Year's Eve show. I've seen you, uh, nice. my introduction to you was 2019 with Lucero over at Crescent Ballroom again, one of my favorite venues locally. And what nice. I think we keep coming back to is you guys are just raucous live. And that's just, that energy yeah. is infectious. And thank you so much for that. And I guess my, my question is, when's the live <laughs> album coming that, that uh, so everyone else gets to experience that at least uh, driving around in their cars or dropping the, turn, the needle on the turntable at home? Uh, you know, like the music industry is so odd. Um, and as, as we started as a band, we were, you know, we started on different labels. So like our first label was America, uh, was a uh, state fair records in Dallas and they have rights to two, our first two albums. Uh, then bloodshot records has the right to our third album. It got sold to a conglomerate and like, our new album is self-released and that's just us. So we have complete rights of that. So making a live album to like press and distribute, there's a lot of red tape involved with that. But, you know, when we played with Turnpike Troubadours for night two, uh, we played night one as well, but I got a recording of night two at Kane's Ballroom for their second show and, and our set from it. And that's the closest thing to a live record that I have. And I cherish it deeply i love it so much it's one of my favorite recordings of us well you could always so, do a kevin... i don't know if you're ever gonna get one but i got one well I, I rest generally knowing that someone has something somewhere but you could always do what uh, kevin yeah. dubrow joked Boot about legs. way back when when uh a circus i believe it was circus of uh, kevin dubrow joked after metal health came out they're gonna be the first band to record a live album and then release mm -hmm. a greatest hits album of nothing but the same songs Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that, probably uh, be in the same boat. It, it, there's a money grab for you. And you know, actually, uh, in, in addition to the recording of your own live album, what, what are some of your favorite live albums through the years? Uh, Mark, Tom, and Travis Show by Blink-182 was my first concert I ever went to, and they were making a live record on that tour. So I, chair, I, I will buy that record anytime I see it on any medium. I have it on cassette tape, vinyl, CD, download everything nice. because that was my first show um the you know 
with the same pop punk vibe, I I also like Bullet in a Bible by Green Day, mostly for the performances. Everything else is a little melodramatic. Uh, live at San Quentin, Johnny Cash. Um, what is it? Huckleberry Road or uh, Willie Nelson live record? I, I I had my barber. I was a barber for a while, and uh, I always played that one. Had a bunch of great live cuts. Um, Towns Van Zant, the old quarter. Um, that was a big milestone getting to play there. Uh, after listening to that record with my uncle and my dad for my entire life, uh, and then um, I hear they suck live by No Effects. Probably No Effects was brought up on uh, on the last one we were uh, we were talking that that that's Jim and Nick are both a big uh, No Effects guy. So there you go. Hit or miss with that band, but I, I love them. Uh, it's, you know, again hit or miss they they've done they have records that are massively important to me and then they have songs that just make me cringe you know it's just <laughs> but that that live record's really funny no no when you're doing song uh, in the live setting you know of course you've got the, the uh, punk background that's where you start out before yeah. the do it melded into the alt country that. and americana and and so what i i was thinking about one of my favorite live acts uh because he uh i love his mo with it but hank williams third hank three comes out i saw him at uh yeah. the rocks the roxy back in my la days came out did a nice. beautiful set sounding just like his granddaddy and then you know takes the break comes back out 10 15 minutes later as ass jack his speed metal band so is that something we can ever uh, no. envision seeing with 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 vandaliers and you guys just come out total no. balls off for rock and roll i go balls out every night <laughs> well from a country standpoint absolutely yeah and that's it's raucous it's it's awesome so yeah it's uh i've, I've played i've played with metal bands i ain't scared i ain't scared <laughs> of a metal band at all i survived loud, a mosh pit with, with hank three uh, with ass jack so yeah it's uh i was younger at the time i was in my 30s a, so i don't know if i'd be able to do it in my we 50s. had a circle we had a circle pit at hollywood palladium so you know i nice. I, I don't know I, you know so like for me like i fucking hate genres I do. And I hate boxes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's why our band sounds the way it does. Like, I love country music very much, but I, if we're not even, a, or we would be a terrible country band. Um, and I love punk rock very, very much, but like a stiff lip punk is going to hate it. And like, I'm okay with that because purists are probably the worst part of being a musician is constantly, you know, trying to define what you do for somebody else to think that you're worthy enough for something. So, you know, with what Hank three did, I think that's the best thing that he could have done for me. Like he already did it. So my idea of mixing the two is having a country verse and a punk rock chorus, you know, and that's kind of my vibe. Three chords in the truth. It's all, that's all. That's the, the DNA of it all. It's what I, I, five. I love about you guys. So it's uh and that's one of the things I love about five and a lie. Who knows? <laughs> well, Slobberbone. That's one that when I fell in love with them back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and then of course when they morphed into the Drams and just took it to a a pop country and just the melding of things. I I, lo I love that too. So there, there's no definition to it. Yeah. Just Let's let's put it all together into a blender. And you want to follow along? Great. If not, well, you know, your loss. Yeah, I mean, the the pool of creativity is is boundless, uh, and like I think we're hitting our eighth year eighth or yeah eight eight years as a band so like I, you know we're going to be stretching our legs 
farther and farther away from even what people expect us to do at, you know, anytime that we're, it, and I would expect any artist to do that. And I, I hope that we get to keep playing around with the sound and uh, people keep figuring out like, uh, or keep relating to it, you know? And like, that's, that's at, at the end of the day, that's like the only expectation I have when uh, I'm doing something is, you know, am I growing and, you know, is it, you know, is there something to say here? You know? Right. Uh, no, and I then genre be damned after that. Amen. Now, I, I was uh, recently reading an interview with uh, John Taylor from Duran Duran, and he was talking about just the process of songwriting and how they used to do it on the road. And then as all, I'd say probably most bands do that when they start out and just the creativity flows there. And before it turned into, you know, like how the Beatles and Stones did it and you're constructing a song in the studio. And for you guys, I mean, just what, what, as the songwriter in the band, the chief songwriter in the band, what, what's your favorite method uh, to either writing a song and a flurry of creativity, getting it all done, you know, in a short span or just bringing the band together and just doing little bits and pieces, the building blocks. I mean, you're going to have to be able to accept a very fluid answer on this question. <laughs> Always. Uh, because there is no right, because there is no right way or wrong way to write a song. I, I mean, writing on the road is very new for me. Like I have never been on the road more than I've been in, in these past two years. Um, so that's very new for me. I'm not used to being in a moving vehicle trying to write lyrics or in a hotel room trying to come up with the, the end of the song of the poem that I wrote in the van. You know, that's not that's not natural, but that's what I've been working on lately. I usually, if I'm on the road, I put rain sounds in my headphones and then try to write enough lyrics to make it look like a song on paper. And then um, if I have time while on the road i'll finish the song up in like a hotel room or a green room that doesn't usually happen so it just kind of gets piled up in the back of my journal and then when i get home i reread through and you know pick out the ones that are you know relate like stuff that i i feel is you know worthy of continuing um and so i'll uh then I'll sit down and I'll have a stack of paper. Maybe it's three songs, maybe it's 10 songs. Uh, and then I'll start trying to find the melody and the music in there. Other times, like right now, while I'm sitting at home on a six week break, I start with drums and I create an entire song on my computer with drums. And then I play a chord progression on top of that. And then I mumble over it and then I find the melody and then I write the lyrics to that melody and then I have a song. So it just, it just depends on, you know, what, it, you know, I have a song, Cigarettes in the Rain, and that was written by two other guys, and it was me, uh, John Pettigo, and Arliss Albritton sitting in a house after dinner, and I went outside for a smoke and came back, you know, kind of thing. Sometimes those pop out in, like, a co-writing setting, which is one of my favorite things about country music is it's not just one guy writing a song you can kind of sit there and have like a collective of songwriters not just like it's not just about the accompaniment but it's about like the actual bones of the song and you can work with other people and i love that i love writing alone i like writing with my friends for no reason um some of my favorite songs will never 
you know, I have albums of songs that no one's ever going to hear. They're just for me. Um, mainly because there's no way that money would ever be made from them. So why spend it on, you know what I mean? It's, they're not marketable, but I love them, you know? Um, so I think <clears throat> fluidly, my favorite, my, the best way to write a song is just to write it. And the trick of getting a lot of songs is the moment you're done writing a song, try to write one more. And if you can write two, that means you can write three. And if you can write three, then maybe four. And then you just continue on. And I've written, like, the first two records of Vandos were written in a weekend, essentially. You know, so it, it just kind of depends. But I really love the craft. It, I've uh, dedicated my life to it. I am obsessed with it. Um, I find inner uh, knowledge through writing and opening myself up to, uh, you know, that universal funnel that, that just kind of comes through and then you get to write aimlessly. And then sometimes it takes me like weeks and I overthink a song and, and then that ends up being something that no one ever hears. And it took me like six months to write. Right. I don't know, but I do love, I do love what I do. And, um, I've learned a lot from, um, a lot of great, I mean, Rhett Miller, you referenced earlier. Um, I have uh, pretty much like a, a college course of notes of like 20 songs that I sent him once. And he was kind enough to give me notes on all my songs. And I learned so much from him. Um, I learned a lot being on the road with Lucero. Ben Nichols is one of my favorite writers of mm -hmm. all time. Uh, I learned a lot being out with Dave King from Vlogging Molly. Uh, he was on my mount rushmore when i was a kid of songwriters i thought he was the best punk songwriter um and i was right at the time he's brilliant um i uh learned a lot from frank turner uh after meeting him on the on, on a cruise and diving into what he does and how he does it um i've learned a lot from garrett reddick of bowling for soup who has a great country record and him and i have you know collaborated a lot uh I, I'm going on tour with Josh Walker. Uh, he's a brilliant songwriter. I'm sure I'll learn a trick from him on the road. And um, yeah, I just try to keep learning as much as I can. That's really the trick to keep, you know, writing the most. Just learn, read. So, try. And, and you mentioned Flogging Molly being one one of your your early influences uh, in, in terms of you know him being the the, the best punk writer so and that's an influence now wh which of your songs would you maybe want them to perform bless your drunken heart for sure uh i'd love to hear him do cigarettes in the rain i have this new song that i've been working on um that i love um that would be cool um maybe a rendition of troublemaker would be pretty fun you know, mm. uh yeah uh, I mean, all those guys are incredible musicians. They'd probably do it much better than me. But, uh, I, like, I just, I've been lucky enough to kind of uh, almost, I mean, Turnpike Troubadours is another one. Evan Belker and RC are two of my favorite writers that I've 
imitated into the ground. And I'm so grateful that I did because it opened me up to a bunch of people who love Turnpike. And it turns out everybody loves Turnpike, which is great. So that's awesome. Uh, and, you know, from then, I mean, I found a bunch of other stuff like John Fulbright, who's absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I found this band, The Flycatchers, um, in Oklahoma City that uh, are just like some of the best harmonies I've ever heard, some really beautiful lyrics. Uh, I think they have a, a, a new record called Mockingbird. I think that's what it's called. Uh, but I listened to that a couple of months ago and I just, I was enthralled with it. Shit, Corey Brandon from Memphis. Absolutely genius level, dude. I don't know. Nice. I, I, the songwriting realm for me is just like, I, that's, it's so fun. And I'm in a great spot to kind of learn from all these brilliant people around me. Well, right I'm now. certainly thankful for it. And I'm, and I'm glad that uh, Ben and, and Lucero brought you guys on the road. Just your, your setback in 2019 was just like floored, loved it. And so I'm, I'm glad I've stuck with and just yeah. getting back into your back catalog and, and everything. So, uh, and one of the things that uh, we talked about on, uh, on the, we're calling it the Vandaliers hype show, Nick from oh, vinyl yeah. record, dude. Now what, Nick, what, Nick, what, what were the three songs that you, uh, yeah, what what we wanted to find out from you, but I, I want Nick to kind of set the stage for you with what he thought were the three best songs to introduce your band to to a newbie to get them hooked so, into the band. And Nick, Nick uh, Bottom Dollar, Bottom Dollar, Dollar yeah. Boy was one of them. What were the other two? It's so hard. I, I really there's not too many bad songs. There's not really any exactly. I love all of it. It's it's. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can you can come into our probably hear Vandaliers a lot to the point where my employees are like, you're putting on a Vandaliers record again. <laughs> and, uh, I really like Cigarettes in the Rain. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm sure we are obnoxious at times. Miles and Miles has been, yeah. I've been playing that a lot lately. And then everything off the new album, I've really been playing a lot lately. I'm really getting into it. Every Saturday night, awesome. things true to me and a lot of my friends. And uh, we came and saw you the the day my friend got a and, – and one of my employees got a clean bill of health of cancer. He, uh, oh, that's cancer great. Free, and we came and saw you guys, and he played that song, and he was, like, crying. Through. Yeah. I think I remember that. Was that Dirty Drummer? It was a Dirty Drummer, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I'm doing that now for crying publicly, but I mean, it's just. Oh, don't do that. Also, you can cry in public. I don't. Yeah, vulnerability is not something to be made fun of. So, Josh, what, what was your three? Your 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 power of three, the Trinity. What 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 three songs would you throw at somebody who has never heard your music and to make them a fan? What would you go with? There's a lot to unpack with my band because we're so fucking weird. Um, but uh, I would say I would start them off with rolling. I would start them off with rolling out. Not that Bottom Dollar isn't a great song. It was the first song I wrote for the band, but I feel like Rolling Out is just, I love starting the set with that song. And uh, so I would, I would. it's gonna be the first song you probably will hear when you see us live. So I would start there and then I would probably do Cigarettes in the Rain, just so when it comes, when when we get to the, to the show, you can sing along pretty easy and then uh yeah probably every saturday night 
and, and only be, only because I feel like it's one of the most important songs I've ever written. And and, and like like eh, yeah, I think those are my three. You get a trumpet song, you get a sad song, you get a you get an anthem. So that that sums up my band. No argument from this guy, and uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to when you guys get back out here again. I've only got two Vandalier shows under my belt. I need more. It's it's a drug. I need it. But you, you got the East Coast to take. You got to make those people back uh, you know, back in the East Coast happy. You know, the, it's very cold for them right now. Your music will warm them up, and you know, just uh, you know, bless your drunken heart and too drunk to drink. Just get 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 the get the liquor flowing. That always helps warming people up. Mm-hmm. And we talk, at the beginning of the, the show, we were talking about, uh, I was lucky enough way back in 2007, I saw the ZZ Top Fandango out there at the Cotton Bowl, oh, or nice. the, the amphitheater there. And that bill was the Drams, David Allen Coe, Shooter Jennings, Drive-By Truckers, Old 97s, and of course, the Mighty Top. And so I'm, you know, Vandaliers fit completely into that lineup. But take Vandaliers, and what other five bands would you want to have over there at the Cotton Bowl? Just getting out there Turnpike. having a good time. Turnpike, flogging, nice Evans, Lucero, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I'm on my way to Dallas right now. Yeah. I, I feel like that's uh, about that's a, maybe the Mavericks if we can't afford Springsteen, but, you know, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, we had the, if I remember correctly, Bottle Rockets were playing on one of the side stages too. So I mean, we, there's room for everybody. Oh, cool. this thing. I love that band. I miss that band. We were on we were on Bloodshot like right when they were breaking up, and it was a bummer. But I love that band. And Jim, I believe you, you had a question you wanted to throw at Josh. Well, I did want to ask you about a tune called "Endless Summer," which I really liked. It had a, a really really impressive energy and and uh, kind of a wistfulness. And I you don't usually see those two elements together in a song. I was just kind of curious what the what influenced that song. I wrote that song when, in my barber shop between clients on the guitar that was hanging on the wall and I would play that little lick for a couple of weeks and I even remember being like I'm never gonna find something to say on top of this and then at that time I was 27 I had just gotten married I was kind of having my first real moments of nostalgia like it was like the first time that I felt like I had gotten older and I had a lot of responsibilities. Well, you know, also Vandaliers wasn't really even a real band. Like we had played like maybe 20, maybe 10 shows. We had done some cool stuff, like kind of picking up where my punk band left off. Like we were drawing people and we were getting opportunities and we were getting press. But in like my brain, we had just made like our first t-shirt, you know? So like nothing to really act like this is going to be life-changing so it's kind of like how do i juggle the responsibilities of being a new husband how do i i'm a business owner uh like why can like i remember when things were a lot easier kind of thing and that was like my first real feeling of that you know and then i just wrote how i was feeling and i tried not to think about it i really love the melody i love singing that song it's one of those songs where I have to be, I have to be on to, to make it happen. And I, you know, it's second, I usually put it second in the, in the set. So I'm nice and warmed up and the energy's going and it has a big build kind of thing. So I can kind of break things down and allow people to kind of 
keep that energy and I get the crowd to clap with me. And that's kind of how I start bringing people in to who we are and what we're about to do to them, essentially, which is be really fucking loud and confusing. But if you sing along, it's really fun kind of thing. And so it gets people to stop thinking about what they're seeing. You know, it's not, you know, Americana fans and country fans, you know, they're used to sitting down too. And I, fucking hate that so it's a good way to get people up it's a good way to get people up and moving and clapping their hands and getting interactive with the with with the song and then not on top of that it has you know some of my favorite lyrics a couple of cliches in there if i could go back and circle those but other than that it's one of it's easily one of my favorite choruses that i've ever written and i love singing it and i love watching people sing along and when we made the music video my old bass player's son Jack was the little boy in it, and there there have been a slew of younger fans that have gravitated that song, you know, maybe because of the the childhood angst of it, but also because of the music video. So, yeah, I love that song. Great question. Yeah, it's a great tune. And when did this? The- Thank you. Because when did it become so commonplace for people to be sitting down at shows? Why do people need to be prodded to get off their off their asses and dance. I mean, that that's, I'm going to throw a shout out to my girlfriend slash producer. That's how we met at the tears for fears. We were talking about just yeah. that stand up, get up. What, when did this become commonplace? Why are we allowing this to happen? Restaurant money is good. The shows are <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, Dinner the, theater, uh, if you will. Yeah. Also like, I mean, I started an Americana band, country band, what have you when I was kind of aging out of the punk scene, you know, like 25 and up, it's kind of weird being at an all age show. So you start going to like bars and theaters and listening rooms and stuff like that. And like, don't get me wrong. When I say this, I I mean it with the most up, the utmost respect, people are old. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to stand up for an hour and a half. I don't personally want to play for an hour and a half, but that's what I'm paid to do. I like a cool 45 anytime, you know, I'll do an hour and a half any night of the week, but my favorite nights are when I have 45 minutes, I can get people, you know, good 45 minutes of cardio for everybody and everybody's having fun. We get moving. We only play, we only play the hits and uh the energy in the room never it never stops and keeps building and building and building until it finally pops at the end wham bam and thank you ma'am yeah i got it yes. I'm, I'm, fi- I'm 53 but i still got the, the brain of a 14 year old who wants to get into that mosh pit but you know it's, i pay for it the next day i can't headbang like i used to like when you know uh when metallica the bang, comes to the t- bang over I exactly. Oh God, bring on the Ben Gay and the, yeah, just stretch it out. But yeah, Metallica's coming later this year and I still got a, I, I got a point to prove, but I'll pay for it for a few days. I'm willing to do it. And, uh, you know, as we, we wrap up here, I want to thank you again, Josh, uh, coming in from Vandaliers and uh, this question uh, with such, you hit on it a little bit earlier, but a guy with such eclectic taste, is there one yeah. album in your collection that your fans would be most surprised to see? I don't know. I'm like right next to it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you know me, you, like nothing's really off off limits. And that's why I, I don't like the thing. Like, what's your favorite? What, what, what's your what's your guilty pleasure? There should be no guilty pleasure. You like it, you like it. Get down or don't. 
Uh, well, I'm waiting on a good Charlotte record to come in. That used to be a guilty pleasure of mine, but I have no guilt now that I'm over that. Now that I'm 35. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I buy a lot of I buy a lot of records. That's like one of my favorite things to do. I love buying pop records for my wife, and I say they're for my wife. I love them too. Uh, Taylor Swift "Lover" is one of the best sounding records I've ever heard in my life. Every song on it's a banger, and it comes on a cotton candy blue and pink vinyl set. And it's not even rare; it's just from Target, and I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> I'm a Hanson guy. I won't deny it. Good pop is good pop. Josh Fleming, yeah. everyone from Vandaliers, want to thank you one more time for for stopping in with us here at All Over the Place, and uh, want to remind everyone again that we are now. You can catch us on Boom Play, on Samsung Podcast Player FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Podcast. We are uh, no, I did say Amazon. I meant uh, we're on Apple Podcasts as well now too. So check us out there and. Absolutely, positively, you you got uh, Josh and the Van and Vandaliers are coming up the East Coast right now, and then going across the Midwest a little bit. Be sure to check them out live. Raucous is the only way, or the best, not the only. It's the best way to define what they they do. And Josh, oh, oh, I think we lost. Josh. I think you took off already. Oh, geez. Well, hey, I'm so glad to have had him. So, <laughs> we, we 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 end with a with a fizzle. <laughs> Uh, folks that's the way we roll here on all over the place you know little mistakes happen we're still having fun and and uh, nick Bohr from uh, vinyl record dude thanks for stopping in with us i know you're uh you're a vandaliers fan i'm i'm glad you're able to join us and uh get get some stuff in and uh looking forward to seeing you where i can get my my record vibe going on and uh and scratching those many itches i have in the vinyl department so thanks for for joining us again today thanks for having me very welcome and jim as always my my friend my co-host uh will be uh he and i will be back real soon we got more more fun guests coming up and again one more shout out thanks to josh fleming from uh vandaliers and uh, his team for getting him on and uh we'll be back at you real soon here on all over the place till then thanks for listening and hear you soon